since he's had so much success with the Black Panther now, right? Maybe Chadwick Boseman can replace Ben Affleck and just be Batman. He's already played all the black people, so now maybe he needs to start playing white people too. Show his full range, because actually when you've played every black person, if you really want to show your range, you have to. You have to play some white people now. So yeah, exactly. So like I've played James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, and, and now T'Challa. So now Chadwick Boseman is White Batman. Because I think we might have to change the name and call it White Batman. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that. Or, or Blanco Man. Blanco Man. Blanco Man. Chadwick Boseman is Blanco, Blanco Man. Man. The Show Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every, every black, black film, film ever made. made. Catch us every week on iGlomerate. Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation. It's a new year. Wait, did we already do a New Year's episode? I believe so. It's a new week here on Gutter Talk. Uh, I'm Johnny Destructo. Yo, I'm the Bat Tribble. Oh, that's that's the end of your. You usually do such a bombastic intro. You know what? Because now you just go like I'm Johnny Destructo. So I'm Johnny Destructo, aka the Thwip Tribble. You can reach me down here at. 4327 Main Street, Maniunk. It's Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's a comic book store. I run it. I own it. Come buy my shit. Go ahead, Len. <laughs> What's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. There it is. I feel weird if you don't blow a kiss. Um, so it's been – when was the last time we did a show? Has it been a couple of weeks? Right? It's actually been a couple of weeks um, just because, you know, life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we're here – Not only does life uh, find a way – it gets in the it way. It gets in the way. Yeah. Yes. And um, but we're back. We're here and just in time to answer all of your emails. Well, Christopher Goodnight St. Saucy had we me and Noel did a show because both Mark and Rob over at Spoiler Alert, mm-hmm. the other cult pop show, uh, couldn't make it. So it was me and Noel, and so we figured we're not gonna do any emails because the other guys aren't here. So, you know, they you like save to, it for Yeah, they like to be involved with the correspondence. So um and then of course as soon as we post it, Christopher Goodnight's like, Oh, I guess I'll forgive you for not doing any emails. Man. So here you go, you get some emails. People like got? that people like that they, they like that feedback. They like that 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 you know that 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 conversation. I mean, I feel it. I like. It. I, I'm very happy when people write in mm-hmm. or the voicemails. That's my favorite stuff. It is. You do love that. Hey guys, it's your boy Charles, aka the Green Lantern Triple. Happy New Year, and I hope everything is going well so far in 2019 for one of my favorite podcast crew. Ow. Oh, gorsh! <laughs> I had a question in the back of my head for a while. And after the after watching the final episode of that frustrating show, Titans, the uh, question popped back up. If Batman snapped and went, quote unquote, Punisher in Arkham, which one character do you think would survive and why? My answer might sound crazy, but I'm thinking Penguin. As Batman is fighting his way through, Penguin could get to a guard or two, convince them if they get him to safety, he'll pay them well. Of course, he would have his henchmen kill the guards once they got out. So, who would you guys pick? Take it easy and gutter talk. And uh, what was his name? Charles. This is Charles, the hey, Green Charles. Lantern Tribble. Thank you, Green Lantern Tribble. That's a good email. That's a good question. A very good question. Oh, I love a good question. Did you see, you haven't seen the final episode of Titans. No, I, I do know. So it was already spoiled for me, if you want to call it a fine spoiler, uh, that I guess Spider, or, <laughs> Spider-Man shows up. Uh, Which would be. Yeah, that would be a spoiler. That would be the best DC yeah. ever. Uh, Batman shows up. Yeah, the Batman. Uh, so, which I, I do like because for some reason, all of these bat centric shows have come out for decades and decades, uh, you know, besides the Batman animated series. And for whatever reason, they can never use Batman. So there's like, what, Smallville that came out and they're always mm-hmm. like, maybe they'll involve Batman and they never did. 
So the fact that they actually brought Batman in here, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what happens. I don't know why he's there. So mum's the word. No, I'm not um, going to spoil it for you at all. I went to go just real since since I do like to digress. Um, <coughs> the other night, I, I finally got DC Universe on my TV at home. Oh, OK. And so Sushan was falling asleep. So we, I turned off. We were watching Happy, a TV show based mm. on the comic book by Graham Morrison. And so I was like, all right, she's falling asleep. I'll put on the Titans. So now I can sit at home on the comfort of my couch and watch Titans. And then as soon as I turn it on, it's episode three. They're in the arcade and Starfire's there playing a video game. And then Dick comes up behind her. And he's like, oh, where's Rachel? And automatically Sushan goes, well, who's that? What's going on? Where, where are we at? So, I'm like, oh. so then I was like, all right, I'll just put on episode one and we can start there. And then she fell asleep. So I still haven't made any progress on Titans <laughs> is the point of my story. Uh, but do you have a answer for Green Lantern triple well, you question? said you had you, you I do kicked off. You have an answer. Who's your answer? I feel Penguin is dead. Really? Penguin is just he's so dead. Mm. Uh Joker's dead. I feel like all the big bads are dead. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that would make it and not for any lack of trying would be Clayface. Oh, okay. How are you gonna kill mud, man? Really? Yeah. Hmm. You, you can dilute him, but like even then he might just maybe they only need like a grain of mud to come back. So you like, could freeze him you and could then freeze break him it. and shatter him, but then he'll eventually thaw out. Well then well, okay. There are ways to incapacitate him. I'm mm. not sure you could kill mud. I got a, I got a funny feeling. Everybody, be, like the penguin's a dude. There's got to be a way to kill mud. If you dried him out. And eventually someone will add water then and he's you got dust. more mud. Then he's dusty. Yeah, but if there's only... Okay, so then you don't know how much of the the character is Clayface living in just that is, one little... What, you know, Sandman. Can Sandman come back from one piece of sand and just grab a whole bunch of other sand? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if he if was if he gets a drop of water on his one grain of mud, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's like, "Here's some more mud, mm-hmm. and I can make more mud." Okay, well that's a good one. Here's my problem with yours and Charles' answer in my brain, okay. as as I construct Gotham, as I construct Gotham, neither Clayface nor the Penguin are in Arkham Asylum because Arkham Asylum is for the criminally insane. I don't necessarily consider either of those two criminally insane. The The Penguin is a criminal, so he should be in, I, what's the Gotham prison? Blackgate? Bell Rev? Well, what, Bell Rev, or whatever their prison is. Blackgate. Yeah, uh, yeah right. I think it's Blackgate. Blackgate. Yeah, Blackgate. He should be in prison. So I don't, so I, it mm. never, it never, like, I never, it doesn't make sense for me for, for the Penguin to be in, in uh, Arkham and Clayface, who I also don't feel is criminally insane. He's definitely, you know, he's maybe touched in the head, but I don't think he's criminally insane. But either, even if he is, he's super powered. Right. So therefore, I wouldn't trust and put him in Arkham. I don't think Arkham is equipped for the super powered in that way. Even though they try to make it like they are, they are. I don't. So based on that. The people that I see who would get out of, who would survive from Arkham if Batman went all Punisher would be Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy is criminally insane because she wants to kill everybody for sake of the plant, Mm -hmm. the earth, right? However, I think that her story is sympathetic enough that... He would let her go. That he might let her go, or at least not kill her. The same could be said also, depending on to what degree he's there for um, Mr. Freeze, because of because of his his backstory as well. So I see one of those two being the ones that would survive. Everybody else is like cancel Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> st- starting with the Joker. Oh yeah. Oh, because he's like the first stop. Yeah, that's that's first stop. See now, this is where we get into a whole nother. Thing, a little, uh, what would you call that? A rabbit hole of geeky nonsense because it really depends on which version of those characters you're talking about. Because there have been versions of those characters where they are just batshit insane. So, you know, let's say, for instance, Batman Returns the Penguin, right? 1980, what, 1981? Oh, the movie. Yeah. Where, like, he's equipped an army of penguins with rocket launchers and shit. Like, he's clearly an insane person. Um, or, if and- he's, or is he just well planned? I feel like if your plan is to equip penguins with rockets, you you might belong in the hospital. And then um, Clayface, there's been different versions of Clayface where he doesn't know who he is anymore because he has 
altered his physique so much because he was an actor at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was some sort of, what was it, special effect that made him into a clay face. Right. So he's constantly changing his appearance and everything where he's forgotten who he really is. And so he's just sort of insane that way. He just goes from personality to personality. He doesn't have a true personality. So um, currently, I think Clayface is just a dude who's clay. Right, because mm-hmm. he's on the Batman. He's in Detective Comics on the team. Yeah, and then oh, Penguin, is he, it, I, I wondered about that. So is he like still good? I think so. I haven't caught up. I it's hope been so. a bit. But I, I like that. I like that idea. It reminded me of Sandman, which I always thought he was on a better Avengers, character when yeah. he was a good guy. He was like trying to be a good guy. That was real cool. So, um, and then oh, Penguin. Yeah, right now the Penguin's just sort of like I own a nightclub and gangster. I'm a criminal. Yeah. yeah, gangster, gangster. Yeah. So great question though. You haven't answered. I did. I said Clayface. Oh, you did so. I was the first one to answer you. You did. <laughs> Tell me how to get a frazzle, frazzle. <laughs> You guys, we got another email? You do. We got a couple. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. From Chris St. Saucy Goodnight. Much like Home Dad Abroad, I too write my emails one-handed while walking the dog, winky face. Actually, no, I write them on my Samsung phone while listening to the show on my iPhone, which I bought to listen to podcasts and my iTunes songs. Into the Spider-Verse was fantastic. I was even able to separate it from Ultimate Universe, which is where Miles debuted. Yeah, I definitely need to see Aquaman again before because I missed a lot of shit. Bumblebee lasted just a bit too long, so I missed the very beginning, and then I fell asleep post-Black Manta chase scene and woke up after the battle was over. So I completely missed out on Nicole Kidman and the whole final battle. Oops, that's what I get for waking up before six to get a ride into the city and then trying to cram in four movies. I also missed the Julie Andrews Kraken, but while you are still talking about Aquaman a half an hour into the podcast, why was she in Aquaman and not in Mary Poppins Returns? Black Manta was the only part of the movie I liked. I may see it Thursday if I can see it and Vice before my brother gets off work. He'll be my ride home. Favorite Christmas movies include White Christmas, Bing and Danny and Rosemary and the rest. The songs and dances. It's my favorite classic Christmas movie. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Home Alone. The Christmas, the Muppet Christmas Carol Mm -hmm. and Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. But I watched a few cheesy Christmas romance movies including Engaged by Christmas, which is also called The Engagement Clause, and The Christmas Contract, and enjoyed them both. My God, you are still talking about Aquaman. (laughs) There are like three guitar cues within the first five minutes of the movie. This had none of the heart of the Fast and Furious franchise. Maybe nothing was edited out of this movie, but also nothing was edited out of your discussion of this movie. This motherfucker, this guy with his emails is talking about editing? Are you kidding me? Merry Christmas, you guys. Can't wait for the first podcast of the new year. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Talking about, just son of a, all right. So, uh, I don't even know how to respond to this. Let you take it. What? That's just good. What do you got? I mean, well, I'm I'm trying to find one an answer as to um, his question about Julie Andrews and Mary Poppins returns. According to an article that I read here on um, Entertainment Weekly, Julie Andrews was actually asked by the producer Rob Marshall um, to be a part of Mary Poppins and in returns. And Mary Poppins returns and in talking about the film and letting her know that they had cast Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins, she said, Oh great. She will do, do very well. So apparently Julie Andrews, a fan of Emily Blunt. And she said, while it might be fun to be in the movie, she didn't want to be in the movie and pull focus from her. Yeah. All of a sudden, Oh, there's that Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. So she would just, you know, just wish her, you know, greatness from yeah. afar but she you know she was you know 100 percent behind the movie though that's great that's nice yeah i was wondering that too and my first thought was like maybe she was a budgeting or not budgeting but like a time budgeting thing and this mm-hmm. was one was only a voiceover yeah and pop she into the knock that out. do the thing and then yeah so that's really nice to hear though that's very sweet now i haven't seen mary poppins the original since i was probably six or seven 
and I, I don't know if I care, but I've heard very good things about this new one. So have I. And, and I'm a, I'm, I, too, am an Emily Blunt fan. I, I was just thinking while you were talking about Emily Blunt, I was thinking, man, to watch her go from uh, the shitty receptionist, whatever, in... Uh, oh, in... Um, um, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, Devil Wears Prada. Which is where I first noticed her. I don't know if mm-hmm. she had work before that. I'm sure she did. And then maybe, you know... Smash cut to her in Live, Die, Repeat. Repeat. And then smash cut to Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. This is a talented lady. Yeah. Well, this is, I wonder, I think that either Mary Poppins Returns or there was another mo- movie that she was filming is what kept her out of the running for Captain then Marvel. Marvel. Oh! And and no shade on Brie Larson. No, no, no. But but I would have loved to see. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to see. I think we did this years ago, where we were talking about who we would cast as certain characters. Blah blah blah. And I, I've always I was like Captain Marvel, Emily Blunt, perfect. So yes. I want to see that. Yes. Oh man. But yeah, Brie Larson looks like she's doing a pretty good job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. No shit. Now what's the now what is is his beef? Christopher Goodnight's beef in this in this uh, email. He's throwing a little shade. He was throwing shade at the fact that you and I were still talking about Aquaman. Like, dude, I mean, it was like, it's a movie that at the at this recording uh-huh. is primed to be the biggest grossing DC yeah, right? movie yeah. of them all. Yeah, yeah. So it would stand the reason that, you know, we might want to spend some time on it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a bit <laughs> to pick. About Aquaman. You want to pick some nits? I have a, I have yet another nit to pick. Because we have already, you know, put it out there. Mm-hmm. That, that we were not fans. We're not fans of Aquaman. We're, I, we, I don't, I, we realize that we are in the minority. Greatly. Everyone else seems to love this movie for God knows. Even I was listening to the Slash film cast and I was agreeing with David Chen. I never agree with David Chen, but I was like, you go David Chen. Who also does not like the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has similar you know, complaints. Cripes. Yeah. To us. Um, here is yet another reason mm-hmm. to hate this film. Okay. And it dawned on me while I think it was maybe last weekend I was watching on TNT. Uh-huh. They were showing the Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. Right? Four, five, and six. Ooh. ooh and then ones. it ended with The Force Awakens. Okay. So then I was watching The Force Awakens and I'm en- and I'm enjoying it all over again cuz I actually love that. Oh, movie. me too. And it comes to the end when Rey and Chewbacca leave from returning with uh, you know, the Han Solo's um corpse and they <laughs> and, and, and they leave to to go see Luke. Yeah, yeah. And the Millennium Falcon lands on this island. Yes. Right? And Ray goes running up this like seemingly like tower of and it's not even a tower. It actually is like this almost like a mountainside, this cliff of like like granite steps. that it looked like steps. Yeah, yeah. Up to this precipice upon which stands Luke Skywalker. Yeah. A wash in the sun. Mm-hmm. Right? And all of this is done. They actually went to an island. They went to this island, which I, I was flabbergasted. Right. I was like, oh, y'all went to the, that island? Yeah. You found that island? We're like, you know what I mean? We're shooting here. The, which, mind you, this island is not the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. They went to an island that, story-wise, is on another planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a galaxy far, 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 far away. Mm-hmm. But they went to this island where Ray presents Luke with the lightsaber. Yes. And then the movie ends. Yes. So they are on this island maybe three minutes in yeah. The Force Awakens? Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And let's say that allowing for edits, they probably filmed about 10 minutes of footage sure, yeah. on the island. Cut to Aquaman. Yeah. Where most of that movie takes place underwater. Mm-hmm. We have no cities underwater. So you realize that Atlantis is in a computer. Yeah. We got that. Of course. Right? The Gungan City. Yes. Exactly. However, one thing America has plenty of are docks. (laughs) (laughs) 
We have plenty of docks upon and piers upon which boats moor themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times in the shadow of lighthouses. Yes. I don't even notice. Was that all CG? And yet. Oh, God. In Aquaman, everything. The dock. The lighthouse. The island upon which the lighthouse sits. No. It is all CG. Weird. Even the sun. (laughs) (laughs) In in those scenes. (laughs) <laughs> it's artificial. Well, you know, if you if this the sun's, you know, it's it's not um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not um it's not union. <laughs> so so yes, you this the sun might play tricks with you. Yeah, it may yeah. not be there one day. It mm-hmm. may not be there another. Yeah, you know that's what happens. It's non-union labor. You can't just put the sun in your movie. Well, that's wh- what happens when you shoot a film on Earth. Sometimes <laughs> sun is in the shot. Sometimes sun is in the shot, and sometimes the sun is like. Now, ah. how do you, now hold on. How do you know that this was all CG? Because I'll I- be honest, I was too busy looking at the terrible acting that was happening mm-hmm. upon this, this mm-hmm. set yeah. scene. I should say right. I, so I wasn't looking around. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? Have you seen watch those? Look? If you look at those scenes again, uh-huh. and you and I, we uh, because you were trained on acting. It's yeah, the only reason you couldn't have noticed this. Yeah. But you know, I know. What is the telltale telltale sign when somebody is actually acting in front of a green screen? You can see kind of like halo. a haloing, like around their body. Yeah, yeah. There is nothing but halos. <laughs> they're or, angelic. Yes. Yeah, yes. They're, they're, this, uh, I didn't know that Aquaman was a Christian yeah. film. <laughs> There's nothing but halos when that man goes walking out on that quote-unquote dock, dock. Yeah. to wait for his lady love. Ah. There's nothing but halos when she returns on that quote-unquote dock. God damn it. There's nothing but halos when they are seen uh, up on the balcony of this quote-unquote lighthouse. Oh, man. Holding their baby. I didn't even I wasn't even paying attention. The to whole thing is CG. Oh, man. I'm like, dude, y'all couldn't find a doc. Right. Y'all couldn't find a doc and appear for him to walk out. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's only doing this. For three minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the first quarter of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And they return to it at the end. Yeah. That's disappointing. Uh, or it would be disappointing if I gave a shit. I don't care. True. Like, there's, and it's I just, just one more thing. It's to just, go, one, it's just oh, one more thing. Yeah. Like, come on. Upon which to, you know, throw my hate on. Yeah. In regards to, but I mean, but again, it's just. It's just that small thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's just that small, that small difference. Uh, uh, cut to Black Panther mm-hmm. when they go to Wakanda. Wakanda is not a real country, oh, of course. Yeah, you uh, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that a lot of that was green screen. Of course. However, if you look at the behind the scenes, a lot of that is a mixture mm-hmm. of practical and green screen. Right. Even when the people are standing like up on the cliff and he's doing like the whole fighting ceremony with. Ke- Killmonger. Yeah. They actually created a cliff upon the week. Yeah, the waterfall. To, yeah, yeah. For them to stand on so that you can have that that true depth. Yeah, yeah. You know, and naturalness, man. It's just um what's the word? Is um vermisil what is it? Vermisitude. Versimilitude. Verisimilitude. There you go. Yes. It, it, that's the difference. And mm-hmm. that is what is lacking in Aquaman that you feel in Black Panther, and for the majority, a lot of the um, the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Inf- now, Infinity War is one hundred percent green screen. Yeah, yeah, you know it. You However, mean they weren't on Titan. You know, the shuttle's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, actors up there. You know, you know, and then you got writers. Robert Downey Jr. can only ride by himself. Craft services. You know, so, so that's one hundred percent green screen. Yeah. 
the difference there is that they just have better animators. They really do. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I, while I don't like CG as much, I do feel like there is a vast difference of has never ends of talent, or I don't know if it's like the amount of time. I don't want to say talent. I'll say maybe they didn't have as much time mm-hmm. to do uh, what they needed to do or enough budget to do what they needed to do for Aquaman. But even in the It's got to be budget the, because Infinity War was made at around the same amount of time that Aquaman oh, was. Oh, see, I don't know what, you know, how long yeah, they were Aquaman, they, they haven't been working on Aquaman for three years. Mm. You know, and Infinity War, they cranked that joint out. Yeah, it's not great. The CG is, is very... Um, taxing for my eyes it's yeah but like even if it was great i wouldn't the movie was so terrible that i still wouldn't at least i'd be like well it looked good yeah yeah it just reminded me of the gungan city the the cgi felt equivalent to when did the prequels come out wow that's over over 15 years ago yeah it's like the cg is equivalent to 15 years ago. it is if it feels antiquated yeah right yeah Yeah, it felt it felt animated which is, I think we said on the car ride home when we got out of there, we were like, we got to record now. Because yeah, it felt like injustice. Yeah. Well, you know, no, I shouldn't say, I, sh- I I will give Aquaman a little bit of a pass. I thought that the CG in Aquaman wasn't that bad. Okay. It wasn't BVS level. Because mm-hmm. BVS is injustice. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. But Aquaman wasn't that bad because they did have, and I also give them a pass because they had to do CG and then they had to make it look as realistic as possible underwater. Yeah. Which I can imagine just adds a whole nother level of difficulty. Mm-hmm. So degree of d- difficulty. So I'll give him a pass on that. That's no excuse for a doc. <laughs> true. True. I'm sorry. All right. So hopefully, uh, Christopher Goodnight doesn't mind that we're still talking about Aquaman. <laughs> um, we have another email. This one is from Kevin Brown. Uh, as I wait for it to populate in my system and doesn't look like it wants to populate so i'm going to i got one from anthony drago should i let me skip ahead no no i got kevin brown right here oh oh, you got him okay yes yo i'm gonna keep it short ah best thing about aquaman oh (laughs) giving jason momoa to my wife on our anniversary he asked permission to board she said yes keep up the good work ride or die r&d triple what does that mean? She that she was just enjoyed looking at yes Jason Momoa that for our anniversary. I was like, he did took you her set to up see... a threesome? Well, it was yeah because he took her to see Jason Momoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then later on they celebrated their anniversary. Nice. Well, congratulations on your anniversary. Yeah, congratulations, Kev. Um, and and look, like I said, it's kind of cool that there was a movie that was out there unabashedly for the female gaze mm. because. Oh, yeah. Jason Momoa is the only reason why my lady wanted to see the movie, and in our heart of hearts, she he is the main main thing that she enjoyed yeah. about that movie. You know, every time I ask, like, what, why did that do so well? The first thing everyone says is like, "Well, Jason Momoa is real hot." I'm like, that cannot account for how much money this movie is making. Now, I do have. I'm going to keep talking about Aquaman. Because I want to do some soul searching here, and I want to figure out maybe you can help me, Len. Because I do like to take a look inwards, mm-hmm. the prism that is my soul, mm-hmm. and say why, why this, but not this, right? So, a lot of the things that people love, like on the slash film class, Jeff Kanata and um, Devendra Hardwar, they really appreciated how classic comic booky it is. Yes, and I think one of the things that they mentioned was. I don't know how early in the movie it, it happens, but at some point there's like uh, sh- sharks, people riding sharks with like armor and then yes. the sharks roar underwater. Yes. And you're either in for roaring sharks. armored sharks underwater or you're not. Right. And I don't know what it is. Like, why do I like things like Flash where I go, oh, man, it's so much fun. They have such a good time with it. And they're pulling in all these crazy elements from the comics that you rarely see and stuff like this. It's like unabashedly a comic book movie. And then there's things like Aquaman where they're doing the exact same thing. They got crazy people, you know, underwater people riding sharks and the sharks roar under the water Mm -hmm. and they're wearing boots Mm -hmm. under the water. Ridiculous. But it's like, sure, it looks cool. It's comic booky. They do create. There's a there's a fucking, uh, well, what's the, the things with the arms? Octopus playing drums, man. Yes, there is. There's an octopus playing drums underwater, under the sea. 
Under the sea. Now, why is it that I can sit and watch hours of the Flash and be enamored and tickled by how comic book he is, but then I'll go to see Aquaman and I cannot wait to leave the theater? What is it about? Me? Well, I think <laughs> fix me, Len. I think one of the differences there, especially between the Flash and Aquaman, is that the Flash is a television show first. Mm-hmm. So, with a television show, you to a degree. Your expectations are a little lowered yeah. as far as like the the budgeting, so therefore the CG, the special effects, the costuming, the costuming, and all of that stuff. So you already go there, you know, with that in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then, and because of that, and because of you know you don't have the budgeting, so now they've got to they got to keep you in your seats. They got to always bring you back to the yeah. TV series. So they're going to get they're going to force feed you as much comic book stuff like don't you see this, this is your freaking favorite comic book yeah keep coming girly grod you're welcome you know, issue two you yeah. know what i mean um aquaman because it it also and also aquaman is a movie it's a big spectacle movie so because of that you're going in like you know oh i'm paying for this mm-hmm. so i'm expecting a certain level of like the special effects to be on this point yeah. the story to maybe be on this point you know what i mean um and and to a degree i think in the back of our in the back of our minds because marvel has set us up for superhero movies being a certain level of quality mm-hmm. you go in hoping for to see your other favorite heroes represent being represented with that same level of quality yeah there's always hope springs eternal that this will be the one but see that that makes it seem like randy is correct in his faulty thinking that well you know he said this to he's kind of just shouts it out into the ether on facebook about People who don't like the DC movies are only on Marvel's jock. But you're not on Marvel's jock. It's not that you're on Marvel's jock. It's that you appreciate what Marvel has done. Like, because most people, like, you may grow up a Marvel head, right? You've read Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, X-Men, you know what I mean? But, and maybe you never really got into Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, but you knew them. Yeah. So you had an appreciation for them. So... If you are now introduced to those movies and now you see, oh, my God, these other guys are going to come out with their movies. Well, maybe they'll be on that same level. It doesn't mean that you're on Marvel's jock. It's just that you're looking for something to be on. You're hoping that it's going to be that same level of quality, be it in the story or the special effects or the presentation. Where Randy has cracked lenses is that he believes the movies that DC have given you have been uh, on par right. with, with, Marvel. with Marvel or maybe a, a hair difference. And that's not true. You can certainly make that argument with the Dark Knight movies mm-hmm. and you could maybe still extend that argument into Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. Yeah. But you can't make that argument with Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman, um, or, in my opinion, Aquaman. You know the the uh, maybe you can make the 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 argument with Aquaman, Aquaman if you're comparing Aquaman to the silly funness that Ant Man is. Yeah, but other than that, you you really can't. It doesn't stand up with the quality wise with the best of Marvel at all. You know, and and that's the but that's the hope you 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 want for it to be on that same level. You know what I mean? Um, and like I said, you know, hope springs eternal. You keep you keep wishing. For I keep it. I keep wishing. Yeah, I think there are people. I think I think Randy is correct sometimes when he says that certain people are only interested in certain things and they like to tear everything else down. But uh, I go into each one of these wanting to be excited when I leave. Like I want it to be as good as I want it to be. Anyway, I just, I, I don't know. I guess it's just because of the budget and my expectations. But I went into Aquaman expecting nothing. And I was disappointed. <laughs> and I paid nothing. It's true. And I felt cheated out of my time. And so, I don't know. Maybe if I go and sit and watch it again I, under different circumstances, maybe I'll enjoy all the, like, 
maybe I was just surprised. You know what I mean? Maybe I went in expecting something more akin to what we were getting and I hated from the other movies. Right. Maybe I wanted something more like Wonder Woman, though. Maybe I was like, Wonder Woman's so great. We're finally on a good path here. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I will say, I mean, like I said, it, it's... It, it's not a bad uh, like it's not the it's not the like the worst movie ever made. No. It's not B and it's not BVS. It's not a uh, Suicide Squad. So it's got that going for it. I guess. All right. So we have we have more emails. We do have more emails. Let me let me get it. I'm getting my phone. I had it already, but then we had a customer. And boop boop a doop. Nope. That's nope. That's that's Facebook. Here we go. Gutter Talk. Suggest you read this before the show. Oh, we're doing great. From <laughs> Anthony D. You may not want to use this email on the show as it will open up the discussion to politics, which you normally avoid. Mm. I really should have read this ahead of time. First off, I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I had the pleasure of seeing it with my 12 and 10-year-old daughters who also enjoyed it. In fact, the conversation went like this. Me. Girls, what should we go see? Spider-Man or Mary Pop Girls Spider-Man. <laughs> so I guess they um, did they ever go see Mary Poppin? You leave me on the edge of my seat. Since then I have listened and read dis- read discussions of it at various outlets, e.g. Gutter Talk. Then I read this review of the movie from the National Review and I wanted to hear other perspectives on it since I disagreed with it 100%. Disclaimer, I am not a National Review reader. And then he sent me a link. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie review political deceptions there is a lot to say about this article for example how does the author conflate black lives matter with diverse representation in media i don't know but he does the main comment i wanted to make was this the article makes me think that this is how conservatives or at least national review readers view diversity in media they actually see it see it as a negative a detriment and i cannot grasp this concept but this must be how they rationalize these beliefs to themselves the author writes about the quote-unquote problems with Miles Morales, but would this writer say the same issues apply to female characters? Are my daughters worse off for seeing the Gwen Stacy spider ghost spider character? If anyone is having a problem with this, the answer is no. Representation is a positive thing across the board. If you don't like it, then don't read it or watch it. Let the rest of us enjoy it. I feel like I am really wearing my politics on my sleeve here, but whatever. You guys have anything to say on the matter? Anthony D. Now, I don't know nationalreview.com. I'm clicking the link. Into the Spider-Verse's Tangled Web by Armand White. Marvel traps people of color and their supporters in political deceptions. The goal is... I'm just sort of skimming. The goal is to indoctrinate more viewers more deeply into MCU commercial process. Whoever says Into the Spider-Verse is about fun doesn't understand movies or anything about how 21st century media operates, particularly the exhausting Marvel franchise. Millennials and others delude themselves by accepting market promotion as part of a larger cultural narrative. They are seduced into the Spider-Verse just like Miles Morales, the black teenager who is looking for a role model and who shares the same bitten by a radioactive spider transformational dilemma as the original Spider-Man. The movie first establishes Miles' Afro-Latina ethnic family and then shows the kids socialization as an education lottery winner in a high-achieving, multiracial public school. Essentially, it's an elite induction into the fantastic world of Spidey. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Remind us of the different types of copyrighted cartoon diversity, a comic book approach to modern political identification. Uh, the Disney Corporation had flubbed an attempt for people of color suasion with a first black animated heroine in the lamentable and presu- understandably unpopular The Princess and the Frog. Oh, geez, this goes on and on and on. Black Lives Matter. The Black Lives Matter notion that kids need to see themselves represented by people who look like me rather than practice empathy or learn from vicarious experience. God damn it. Damages self-awareness and judgment and distorts individuality. Oh, yeah. So it seems that the conceit of this article is that black kids are being tricked into liking characters because they're representative of something that they can relate to and their upbringing and their ethnicity and their culture. But it's it's not teaching them empathy and how to uh connect emotionally with white people is that what i'm gathering 
I think there's a little bit of that. It sounded like he was also saying that they um, are lacking in respect for themselves and who they are because they are latching on to this character. I don't know. It was very... The Black Lives Matter notion that kids need to see themselves quote-unquote represented by quote-unquote people who look like me rather than practice empathy or learn from vicarious experience damages self-awareness and judgment and distorts individuality. It is indoctrination through race. Yeah, that's what it's saying. Like You need to see people who look like you uh, and in doing so in your media, you need to see people that look like you, and in doing so, you're losing uh, your own sense of self and developing yourself. That's what it sounds like. So, does this argument. guy? So, how does this guy feel about all the white characters? All of I, all of us white people have to sit there, and we've been indoctrinated through white characters. So, are you? Well, the thing is, is that you've been indoctrinated by white characters, but they, because the characters in popular fiction and media have primarily been white, yeah. you can, you, you therefore have more choices to choose from. Oh. You know, whereas black people, we don't. Oh, so what he's, why, what, what he's saying is there aren't enough, represent, enough representation. He wants more representation because the problem, as what you're describing, is that there's only one or two options of this representation so they don't know what to pick from as far as their own cultural identity because they need more black characters to be able to pick which type of black character they're going to decide to be. Well, it sounds like that's what his argument is. Um, And Armin White, who is a noted um, film critic, and I believe he is African-American. I believe he is black. What the... Um, It it just makes no sense to me. He sometimes can come across as like he's talking out of his ass. Okay. When I've read his reviews and a lot of his thinkings before. And this, I think, I think he's talking a little bit out of his ass. I I would tend to think he's talking a little bit out of his ass. I think sometimes he's a little bit out of touch and he, you know, thinks he can basically, you know, distill the Black Lives Matter movement into this one little you know, sound paragraph and <laughs> soundbite in his in his in his think piece there, um, but I think that that's I think he's way off the mark. Let me all right. So maybe one thing I could see right if you're going to have an argument for this, maybe he's saying this here and I, I missed it. Is he saying, "Listen, black kids, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of white people making all of these movies, and they've decided." to focus their attention on you as a consumer like oh we're going to make black characters so that we can get those black kids money is that is that something that's what do you think he's saying i don't know if he's necessarily saying that like they're just taking advantage of you by creating a black character so just so i can get your money i don't know if he's necessarily saying that he could be, he could be saying that there certainly could be an argument for could, that. Yes, there's not an argument for that in in the for sake of Miles Morales, primarily because Miles has been around for about what ten years now, almost. Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, while he is a fairly recent creation, who has only now stepped out into the world stage, so now mm-hmm. everybody's kind of like knowing his name now because of the movie, um, which I love. He he still is, you know, ten years old. Was admittedly created by a white man and a white woman, mm-hmm. um, in their attempt to more or less rewrite the the Spider Man history for the twenty first century. Yeah. I would think yeah. to a degree. Um, from from what I heard, um, an experience, you know, having been part of the. I guess the online conversation of the time, mm-hmm. there was a um, Donald for Spider-Man hashtag that went around where everyone was like, they're making a new Spider-Man, that, which wound up being the Andrew Garfield one. And people were like, what Donald about Glover. Donald Glover? He'd be a great Peter Parker or a great Spider-Man. Spider-Man. All right. um, and so everyone was like, well, you can't do that because that's not Peter Parker and my Peter Parker and my Spider-Man this. So then Brian Michael Bendis, first of all, I believe has a um, mixed ethnicity kid. Yes. 
And so he was like, I want a Spider-Man that, that my kid can can look up to. And then also to shut up all these people was like, well, you can't be a black Spider-Man because there isn't one. And he's like, well, now there is one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it sounded like it was a response to th- that situation. Right. Um, yeah. And I remember that story as well. Yeah. And, and that story, unfortunately, that particular, that backstory behind the creation of Miles Morales is unfortunately not well known. Yeah. It's not out there in the public. It, I, I'm willing to bet that Armand White doesn't know that story. Right. You know, behind that creation. Um. Look, there's going to be people that, people that talk out their ass. And is there truth to some things, aspects of what he says? Sure. You um, and and some aspects of other aspects of what he says is him talking out of his ass. Yeah. Right. It's one man's opinion. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. if wish that it were. Well, one okay. man's opinion. But well, but that's that person's opinion. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, everybody's going to have an opinion. You're, and you're going to have your own. You mash all of the information together by which you come up with a point of view, and then you keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, hey, he can think all he wants. The movie is a hit, <laughs> and there are people... It's, it's just like, for me, growing up, I honestly can, I can honestly say... It honestly never really dawned on me, and I never truly, really cared about seeing people of color in comic books. Mm. I can honestly say that. Did I love seeing Black Panther and Luke Cage and Black Lightning and all that type of stuff? Sure. But I honestly didn't care. Because I saw people of color when I went to the basketball court. Mm. I saw people of color when I went to the store. I saw people of color, you know buying me clothes in my house in my mom and pop so it never dawned on me comic books were a piece of escapism Mm -hmm. and if i didn't necessarily see myself in them i didn't necessarily see white people i just saw batman superman and the people they interacted with Mm -hmm. i i I didn't care i came up in a different way for some people it did it that did matter to them and and god bless you i'm not going to knock them for that Mm. but you you go into it what you will and you get out of it what you want yeah. And you keep it moving. Yeah, you, know, you were saying that uh, it doesn't really matter what this guy says because it made a lot of money and everyone else seems to love it. That's us with Aquaman. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we say. Everyone else loves that movie. That's it right. It just passed the one billion mark. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Anthony D., for writing in. Um, I also wear my politics on my sleeve. I think it's pretty obvious. I get in trouble for it. But, um, um. It's it's hard to it's hard to not wear my politics on my sleeve when basically my my politics are comics are for everyone. That's it. Everyone you know, everyone gets a chance. Everyone gets to enjoy something. That's, everyone gets a chance. Um, it's a nice little sentiment. So I think that's it for our emails. Is it now? I don't know if this is worth talking about because I've only watched one episode because uh, DC Universe app they have released the Young Justice. Season three, which I have been waiting for for years. And yet you've only watched one episode of the six that are out there, you slacker. I am a slacker. Here's the thing, Len, if I may call you that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm rewatching seasons one and two. So I'm on season one uh, about the time where uh, they go to prison, Bell Rev prison. Remember they like oh, um, Superboy, Superboy and McGann uh, undercover. Yeah, as like the Terror Twins or something. Mm-hmm. I love that episode. So that's where I'm at in my rewatch because I was like, I don't want to just jump into season three. Like I want to re-experience the quality of seasons one and two. So that's what I'm doing. But then you came in today, all huffing and puffing and hawing, <laughs> and so I sat down and I watched uh, while eating our shrimp and grits, uh, watching episode one of season three. And I can see why they released three episodes at once, because the first episode, to be honest, as much as I enjoyed seeing the new costumes and the new characters that they're Mm. involving, nothing really grabbed me about the episode. No, it's a talkie. Now, two and three. Yeah, it picks up. Yeah. If you if you take they're they're releasing them three episodes every Friday and definitively the first three episodes feel like like Young Justice, the movie. Mm hmm. You know what I mean, and it 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 and it's um, fairly seamless. They do a good 
good job at reintroducing you to the universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, The series picks up two years after the end of season two. Well, first, there's like a five minute end of season two epilogue. I wouldn't say it's five minutes. It's, It's maybe two minutes. Okay, it's two minutes. Well, I mean, it's very short. Uh, I'm just saying they sort of catch you up a little bit of like, here's what happened directly after season two ended. Okay. Now but here's it, true. Two, a two-year jump. Okay. Okay. That's true. However, that catching you up is really just Nightwing saying goodbye. Yeah. yeah. It's really it's, – so it's, it, that's, it's not a catch-up. Oh, I don't want people to think that like, you know – Previously, previously on. No, you're yeah, right. No, you're it's right, not. You're right. You know? And then it jumps two years. Um, and then – the difference between Young Justice on the uh, CW, no, on Cartoon Network, yeah, versus Young Duff, Young Justice on the uh, DC Pay for Play app become immediately apparent. Blood, because there is blood. There is there is murder blood, sin and clover. It is red <laughs> all over. So yeah, you we had paused it because um, you want you were mentioning something to me, and I had noticed it, but I didn't really think anything of it. Right, I just saw uh, there's a sequence where someone someone uh, gets killed ha- has blood all over their hands. Yes, is a, is a speedster with mm-hmm. blood all over his hands. And I was like, oh, man, that's a lot of blood on that dude's hands. And then the ne- very next scene is that person running and clocking someone in the face. And he clocks him so hard and he's got so much blood on his fist that a little bit of blood flies off of his hand <laughs> right. while hitting this dude. And I was like, that's a lot of blood. And then the next scene is like um, two people who have been murdered. And yes. they're just there's blood spray. There's arterial spray on the wall mm-hmm. and the, the bed and the two people are just covered in gore. Yes. And I was like. Oh, and still, I thought nothing of it <laughs> until you like said something, and you're like, "See, you can see why now that's on the DC app. It's a little bit different." I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Yeah, yeah. They, they they are they going for it now. You know, um, don't get me wrong. There's no like nudity or or language issues in there or anything, but mm-hmm. they're definitely leaning into you know having being able to be a little bit more realistic yeah. so far with their action. I feel like they they, they should have they should have gone full hentai. <laughs> just straight up <laughs> should have just been tentacles all yeah, over the yeah, place yeah. no McGann getting crazy <laughs> with Superboy picking Superboy with her tentacles yeah man well they they, <laughs> they are their way they are on their way to being legal as oh, you yeah, learn yeah. in episode one mm-hmm. you know uh, catching up with them you catch up with uh, with um, uh, Artemis mm-hmm. and with Richard, uh, I mean Dick. Yeah, Grayson and uh, Ray, Roy, Roy, Will, Will, Roy. Um, yeah, uh, that's one of the things. That's one of the first things that struck me about season two was like I watched season one and I liked it well enough. I was like, this is really solid. The storytelling is interesting. I really enjoy Calderon, the new Aqualad, um, his powers, the sort of mystical elements that they. You know what? I was watching this the episode where uh calderon goes home to atlantis Mm -hmm. and i thought this is better than an aquaman movie yes it is um but whatever uh i liked it well enough season one and then season two had i want to actually you know what was amazing about that episode where aqualad goes down returns to atlantis Hmm. there's a real doc (laughs) (laughs) bullshit so um yeah season two happened and i want to say there was a five-year jump for season two, yes, there's a five-year jump. That's what really enamored me to this show was the characters aging in real time. The original Robin, Dick Grayson, becomes Nightwing. And then I want to say, was it Tim Drake? Tim Drake. Becomes the new Robin. And there's already, in between two only two seasons, you've got a sense of, um, what's it called? Um, passing the mantle. Mm-hmm. And stuff that you know I always really liked DC Comics for. You yeah. know, there was the Justice Society, then there was the Justice League, so on and so forth. So I really like that. And I like that there's another two-year jump here, and we get even more characters. More. More characters. And they they start bringing in people from from the, uh, from the the like, you know, the whole Jack Kirby fourth world. Mm. They bring in more characters. Maybe a, a little bit of eye candy from the um, Milestone mm-hmm. uh, 
world. You've got Black Lightning is all of a sudden a character with a voice to him that's you know prominent in the series. Uh, you've got they're still continuing, even though it's two years down the line. They're still playing on uh, some of the threads, some story threads from the season two into this one. The animation is pretty much just as good, mm-hmm. just as on point. Uh, it's a lot of the same voice actors yeah. have returned. The, one thing that I noticed and I, I saw on a, in an article, they did adjust slightly. They adjust slightly you know, uh, some of their character designs, so much so that you know, this is Young Justice, but you know, the, there's bits of the Justice League in there. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, the Wonder Woman and the yeah. Batman in here, their designs are closer to the New Fifty Two. To the New Fifty Two designs. The Justice League War, like that. Like those animated Justice films. League animated films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I noticed that too. And honestly, uh, as soon as I saw Wonder Woman, I was like, oh, she looks just like she does from the New Fifty Two animated films. But I wasn't sure if I was just misremembering. So right. I'm glad you brought that up. I was like, yeah. did she look like that last season? Mm-hmm. The real difference really, and I mean, I mean, Wonder Woman is, is yes, a, a very stark difference because it's a totally different costume. But for some reason, the one with Bat- Batman's change really stood out to me because in Young Justice, Batman was like solidly gray and black. Yeah. Like you could not tell where the black ended sometimes mm-hmm. if it crossed, like if it... it, it if he was like in the shadow and this one there, his look is more of the armor plating in there as well. Um, You also get a little hint of, you know, um, some characters have undergone some big changes. uh, Some that are not right readily apparent in season one, in episode one, even though it is right there for you to hear but not see. Oh. Uh, but I'm not going to, to spoil, spoil it, it for you because it does come up um, later and in a very great way. Uh, I'm, I enjoy that probably because it is on the app and therefore it doesn't have to be beholden to the advertising of ah. toys that they had to be on Cartoon Network. That They can lean in a little bit more into the material into the storytelling, the mature storytelling without it just being like, you know, like, like I said, language and sex all over the place, Mm -hmm. which is not at all. Um, It's just still mature storytelling. Mature storytelling is jumping ahead five years and just, you know, will trust us. Mm -hmm. It'll all make sense. Yep. They jumped ahead two years. Trust us. It'll all make sense. Even though we're um, introducing new characters, Mm -hmm. Um, we're intru- and we we've evolved your favorite characters. One of one, um, one character who's evolved and you actually uh, applauded was McGann. Oh yeah, how she is now even further embraced her Martian uh, heritage yeah. and her Martian look. Mm-hmm. And believe me, in episode one, that is only the be- the beginning. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. She's she's bald. She looks more like Martian Manhunter. Uh, even though I did like the look of McGann in the first two seasons, like I liked mm-hmm. her costume and her, it was like a skirt with like the white, with the crisscross, with the red, and then the what red hair. Mm-hmm. With the, I like, I love her look. Um, but uh, yeah, man, this is one of my all-time favorite cartoons. I'm hard pressed to think of other other ones that I think are excellent and deserve their place in history and in my head canon. But just from for straight enjoyment and um. The scope of the DC universe is on full display, mm-hmm. uh, even more so than I would uh, say the Justice League. And Justice League Unlimited. Unlimited. Thank you. Um, before And Justice League Unlimited, I felt like it was just very surface level. I don't know. There was a lot. There was a lot going on. I mean, yeah. just the League Unlimited. They went to Warlords worlds, Cartaris. They went to the uh, 30th century Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, they yeah. went to Apocalypse. They they. They went to Markovia. They went to they they got it in. What I will say the difference is here is that Young Justice, you actually see characters evolve. Yes, maybe you that's know. what that, that's probably what I'm grasping onto. Yeah, yeah because when, in Justice League, they the the heroes were already at their end game, mm-hmm. and you couldn't age them, but yeah. so much. You know what I mean. 
But here, because they were all kids, you can kind of just keep aging them, mm-hmm. aging them up a little bit. Stick with them as they grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is great. I love it. I can't wait to watch more of it. I'm still. I, I'm not gonna jump. I think I'm gonna. Even though I've watched the first episode of this one, I'm still gonna go back and finish season one, finish season two, do it, and then come back in. Um, but hurry up. I'm dying, man. We just watched Happy. Yeah. So for people who don't know, Happy was a graphic novel. I want to say maybe five or six issues that came out issues uh, by Grant Morrison and Derek Robertson, I want to say. Derek Robertson, yeah. Yeah. And then it became a show on, I don't know, AMC or something. I think it's sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi. You're right. It is sci-fi. Sci-fi. With Chris Maloney. Yes. And... It just dropped onto Netflix, so I watched it there. And Pat Oswalt is as as happy, right? Yeah, and I loved it. It's so bo- it's even more crazy than the comic book, which is pretty crazy. Mm. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It's very kinetic. It's having he is clearly having a blast. Chris Maloney, Christopher Maloney, is he is just yeah. I, he showed I will up say that every day and was ready to have a have a good time. So um, yeah, man, I think it's a lot of fun. I would recommend it not to everybody. It's not. A, it's not a comic book show. It's not a superhero show. It's very dark. It's well, very, technically it's a comic book show. Well, I mean, it's not. It's like not a superhero a, show. It's not a superhero show. Uh, I would put it more in line with Preacher than I would anything else. But okay, yeah, I have to. I I will catch up. Catch up on the happy. I do want to watch. Um, uh, there's a couple of things on Netflix I gotta I gotta watch because I, I just finished Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two. So good. I fell into a rabbit hole. I read an article that actually ranked all of the um, episodes of the classic TV show, The Dick Van Dyke Show. Ah. And I did not know that the show was available on Hulu. So now I'm watching Dick Van Dyke. I'm not oh. going to watch all, I'm not going to binge it, but yeah. I, I'm watching it every once in a while. Um, I remember you used to, I used to love that in the reruns. Oh, I love Dick Van Dyke. Uh, so, But I got to watch Big Mouth Season 2 on Netflix. I have to watch that. And then I probably will watch, watch Happy. And, you know, maybe one day when I have two hours to sit in front of my computer, because I do not have a smart TV, I will watch um, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Oh. Because you have to watch it in front of a smart TV, from what I understand. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to watch it. It was. I liked it. I liked it well enough. I thought it was a very interesting experiment. It had a pretty good, you, you know. There's different endings that you can yeah. find and stuff, which uh, I thought was really cool. So I, I, I probably will make that happen this week. I don't know if you can watch it on uh, your laptop. I thought you could watch it either on your laptop or a smart TV. Oh, can you do your laptop? That's what I heard. Okay. Well, I knew that I couldn't. I, well, I shouldn't say that because you couldn't watch it on it. You couldn't can't watch it on your phone. I understand. Yeah, I think I tried it on my phone because I thought I could just tap. Yeah. The choices. But you can't. No. But maybe maybe try the laptop. I don't know. It doesn't work on TV. I'm just trying to. I mean, I got a TV, but I don't think it's a smart TV. A smart TV is. Okay. What's a smart TV? Because my smart TV, you know, my TV comes on. This is about as smart as I need it to be. It just watches. uh, You've got the. You can download apps like Netflix. No, I don't have that on my TV. I have Roku. Um, we'll We'll try it after we're done recording. Do you have a smart? Is that a smart TV? Yeah, that, we're watching that the DC Universe there? on it. I've got Netflix on there, I think. But I thought you were getting that through your Roku. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Don't you? Do you have a Roku? I have a Roku. Just try. No, that's yeah. You can watch it through that. Okay, I did. I, did, oh. I thought you meant you had one of those old, old like. Click, 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 click. No, click, no, click. <laughs> no, 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 because I, when I hear smart TV, uh-huh. you know how some TVs like come Apple preloaded TV. with the nah, stuff. Nah, man, right. no, so that's just what use I was Roku. Thinking. Oh, okay. We got Roku, well, I got Roku here at the shop and I got the fire stick at home. Okay. Yeah, uh, you're fine. You're good. All right, you're cool. Good, you're good, you're good. Cool, cool, cool. Woo. All right. <laughs> you scared <laughs> me. I'm like, yo. <laughs> I'm so glad that the audience could be there and go on that journey with us. Um, all right. Anything else before we sign off? No, I got to go watch Bandersnatch. All right, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you uh, for donating to the Patreon, which is lovely. If you go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo, and uh, you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or email us at copopgo at gmail.com. I was, I'm sorry. I, I drew a blank because I just realized, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I knew I, was, I knew this was going to happen. I was out maybe about a week or so ago, 
with um, Twana. And where were we? We went somewhere, but I think we were in Jersey. And um, no, no, that's not what it was. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. We were <laughs> in Jersey. Out. We were in Jersey. Uh-huh. And I had on my black Tribbles t-shirt. Uh-huh. Right? The and one I made you? It was another shirt. Oh, you son of a bitch. Sorry. Okay. I have the one you made me now. That's okay. Oh, no, it's now. gorgeous. <laughs> it, is, it is gorgeous. I get a lot of compliments nice. on it. Um, But we were in Jersey, and I had a Black Tribbles t-shirt. So somebody walked up to me, and they said, hey, do you know the Black Tribbles? And I said, "I said yes, I, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, I listen to your show, yada, 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 yada. I'm like, all right. Oh, well, that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. So we started shooting the shit, and they were like, I was like, how did you hear about us now we were in jersey and this person lives in jersey yeah she said my cousin told me about you my cousin who was stationed in alaska i was like oh really she's like yes he told me about the black tribbles because he heard about the black Tri- he found a black tribbles because he was listening to a podcast called gutter talk Oh. I was like, yeah, that was I'm, I'm on Gutter Talk. She's like, yes, yes, he told me that. So then I started the Gutter Talk. So now I start listening to the Black Tribbles. I'm like, oh, you're, y'all great. I was like, oh, thank you, thank you. I was like, oh, that was cool. And I'm sorry, I forget your name. Who I who I spoke with. I I apologize. That's awesome though. But that was really dope, man. Yeah, Especially considering that it was Jersey. Yeah, heard us by way of Alaska. Alaska. That's amazing. Uh, I have a similar story. Um, a guy named Brandon, and I want to say his son was his son was name was Brevin, mm. and uh, they stopped by, and uh, it was adorable. They stopped by weeks ago, and I, I immediately texted you because I didn't want to forget. Um, and so they come in, and they had just seen Into the Spider Verse, I believe, and so I think this was Brevin's first time coming to a comic shop to get a Spider Man comic because he liked the movie so much. So I think we found him some Miles Morales. Okay. And, and so the, the kid's there and he's saying something to his dad. You know, the way the kids talk to their dad instead of talking to the person, you know, right. cause they're just like, I want to talk to my dad. I'm going through the, you know, yeah. the middleman. And, uh, I hear the dad go, Brandon go, oh, go, I go out and ask him. And I said, ask me what, what's up? And, uh, trying to make it as easy as possible, as approachable. And he goes, uh, are you going to move to LA? And I said, uh, what? It took me, <laughs> took me off guard. I was not expecting that. I was expecting do you have this comic book? Not, are you going to move to LA? And he goes, well, I want a comic book store like this one in, in where I live. And my heart just about burst. <laughs> and so, uh, that was wonderful. And it was very nice to, to, to have that conversation. And then they're on their way out after making their purchase. And he, he kind of, I think he stops and he kind of goes, but you know, we, we know about the store through gutter talk. And I was like, Oh, you listen to gutter talk. He's like, yeah. Um, so it was, it was really nice. So thank you so much, Brandon and Brevin, I believe, were their names. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, I'm so glad you guys stopped by for a visit, and I hope you're doing well. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Thanks, guys, so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Da-da-da!